0: You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com.
1: If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like wrestling with Freddie. With me, Freddie Prinze Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you. With your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network.
2: This is an official download from theCustardTV.com. It's the
0: Custard TV Podcast. Matt's here and Sarah's here this week, and there's a a nice connection between all three of us this week. Not only have we all seen the shows for this week's podcast, but we've also all been vaccinated. But we're still (coughs) staying in. We're still staying in and doing the correct thing. Matt and I are Pfizer buddies, and uh, Sarah's an AstraZeneca. Why did you specifically want that one? We you said a second ago that you specifically wanted. AstraZeneca.
3: Not like I've been a total science geek or anything but I have been researching the heck out of these Um, and I knew that I wanted AstraZeneca because it looked like it was going to work better for people with underlying health conditions like me right
0: okay so and you I think wanted I, it for, for purely selfish reasons
3: <laughs> purely selfish reasons. Um, I got it I think it was like two or three days after it hit the headlines for actually being better um a better vaccine and better at making sure that you don't spread it around to other people if you ever get yeah. COVID again so it was like basically it was hyped to the max and I got it like the same day and it was very exciting yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I had not been into central Birmingham for a year it was so weird to go back into, like, proper town again.
0: <laughs> where did you have yours done, Matt? You went to a stadium of some
2: kind, didn't you? No, it's not a stadium. It was a, It's the, the showground in Stafford. It's where we had our Christmas party, oddly, a year and a half ago. I don't even remember our Christmas
0: <laughs> party. Yeah, it's not our Christmas party, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the works Christmas
2: party.
0: But the thing is, as well, I didn't realise, because mine was quite public, so what happens if you've not had it yet, or at least what happens at mine that everyone who's had it has to wait around for 10 mm. 15 minutes to make sure they don't have any ill effects and so you're just uh, getting jabbed while all these people are sat around with the with a couple of sore arms but I thought it was fine i i made a mistake that I wore a jumper that my sleeve didn't roll up all the way and i was quite self-conscious that i might have to be topless in front of all these people but we saved the people of my uh, my area I nearly had a nip slip,
2: let's say. <laughs> what an image. I let's know, hope I no know. one's eating while they're listening to this. It's you thought
0: at one stage, Matt, you're having the one and done, which hasn't been approved. I know, yet, but so. that was
2: a whole uh, misunderstanding by, you know, my parents and a the conversation they'd had with the cleaner. and so no. Have you
0: got a cleaner? We just learned that you've got a cleaner as well.
2: Oh, I haven't got one, but my mum has a little lady who comes to clean once a week, yeah.
0: How little is she? <laughs> I didn't
2: say little.
0: I mean, did you say that
2: she's got a little lady that comes to clean
0: every week? No, I said of?
2: she's got a lady who comes to clean once a week. I, didn't I say
0: bet little. if I listen back you said little, but we'll let you off. Okay. Anyway, that, that's, that's what we call in the business an introduction to the podcast.
2: Luke and Matt.
1: This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them.
2: This is the Custard TV podcast.
1: Yes, that would entertain
2: me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. Yeah. But yes, I I also had to sit for 15 minutes and had a little bit of paper that says you have to stay here till 1119 so Ooh. very specific.
3: We didn't. didn't um, I didn't get that. They didn't. They didn't mind about me. They basically just well, jabbed me and sent me home.
2: That's what. Seriously, my mum was the same. She. So I wonder if it's the because she had the AstraZeneca as well. So I wonder if it's uh, the. Oh yeah.
0: So I was told. I was told this. It's just. It's just broken in my brain that with the AstraZeneca you don't have to wait. With the Pfizer, you do. I did not know
3: that. Uh,
2: there you go.
3: Because I'm a busy person with loads of things to do in lockdown. Of course you are.
0: Yeah, of <laughs> course you are. So all three of us have been done. And that that's not a prerequisite if you want on a guest on the podcast. But it does make <laughs> us feel like we're in a special group now. But yeah. we've got problems, but not problems to do with coronavirus at the moment, which is good. No. So Done, on the po-
3: done, done for one, and then we'll go back for two as soon as we're allowed.
0: On the show this week, we're going to be discussing the three of us us vaccinated, Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the launch of Star, a new more adult skewed brand on Disney Plus, with their new show from ABC called Big Sky, Uh, then BBC One has uh, put a lot of faith in a game show format run by Gordon Ramsay called Bank Balance, so much so that they've done it on three nights a week for the next three weeks, and they've commissioned a special for Red Nose Day as well. Um, Then we're going to be talking about Brian Cranston's return to TV with Your Honor and the next Nordic Noir on BBC4 from Finland, The Man in Room 301. Sarah, let's start with... First of all, you're a Disney Plus subscriber. I didn't know this till I asked you to watch Big Sky.
3: Um, I'm not sure that Star is going to be the thing that makes me keep Disney Plus. (laughs) Uh, Ultimately, it just looks like a lot of sort of American dramas that, you know, you can pick up on other streaming services.
0: Yeah, yeah, currently. I've no yeah, desire they've...
3: to watch 15 series of Grey's Anatomy.
0: You surprise me. But
3: there you go. <laughs> um, so do you want to walk us
0: through? Because Star had a couple of things on there uh, launched under the banner of Star Originals. They've got an animated show from Hulu called Solar Opposites, another show from Hulu, which is the... um take off of love simon the film is now love victor that's on there but i chose uh, big sky which is the one they've been promoting heavily which is under the banner of a star original but is actually shown weekly in the u.s on abc strange show i think i can say that without spoiling our thoughts on it sarah what do we think and what can you tell us about it
3: okay so let me start you off with half a sentence which will give you the plot I think <laughs> um, wow. so we've got, it, really, it's, it's flimsy so we've got private detectives Cassie and Cody who join forces with Cody's estranged wife and ex-cop Jenny to search for two sisters who've been kidnapped by a truck driver on a remote highway in Montana cool, that sounds great you know, like it's going to be, literally is the big sky, it's going to be big and beautiful and it's going to be Root and tooting down home kind of drama You know Matt I hope you're
0: listening to this We don't use root and tooting enough And I want you to put that (laughs) in the notes
3: Are you sure this is the right place
0: Damn it We're overheated
2: Lock the doors
1: What we're fine Dad What's going on It's Danielle She and her sister never showed
3: Hello? Cody
1: Hoyt. Speaking. Rick Ligarski of the Montana Highway Patrol. You're looking for a couple of missing teenagers. Such a feeling's coming over me. The girls aren't the first. There what do you mean? We have the occasional young female vanish around here. Got, a cloud in the sky,
3: got the sun in my eye.
1: Twelve missing females within a hundred mile radius of where we're sitting. We got ourselves a predicament.
3: I watched this on Tuesday, and I've spent the rest of the week furious about how bad it is. I have never seen the like. So much money has gone into this program, and it mm. looks. Did you, did you watch
2: Behind Her Eyes, Sarah? <laughs> no, I didn't.
3: I thought I, I caught your podcast and instead. Yeah. Well, clear.
2: <laughs> Good.
3: Do you? I mean, is it? Surely this has got to be the worst thing that you guys have seen in a long time, because it's certainly the worst thing I have seen in. Probably in years.
0: The only important thing you missed was the fact that this is from
3: acclaimed
0: writer, screenwriter, TV extraordinaire, David E. Kelly. Uh, the undoing was his last thing, which was an utter mess. And this just seems a complete. People well, like that, though, Luke. People did people like liked that. it. Even the people who liked it admitted it was an utter mess and just a bit of fluff and fun. This is not even that it's
2: such a strange show because what i what i would say sarah is that i thought that the first episode of behind her eyes was worse only because i could tell i could at least tell you what this was about and where it was going it was bug nuts crazy but you sort of knew the the basic you know, as as Luke would say, the basic building blocks, whereas behind her eyes, I couldn't tell you at all what it was really about. And that's why I felt that was worse than this.
3: Really? Well, the way it started, it was like a musical. A nice cliched Western backdrop and some easy listening country tunes is not a substitute for plot, tension, credible characters, normal human dialogue. I mean, have the writers heard people speak to each other? Well, there's also this thing of, um, you mentioned
0: music, and that was the first thing that hit me, really, was how much they must have spent to get the rights for all these songs that they had. It was like if somebody's iPod was on shuffle, and these two girls that go uh, missing and are taken by this madman. Let's just talk about this madman for a minute, who feels like he's in a completely different show, almost... Bates Motel, Norman bates with the mother who treats him like dirt, and he's i I would sum it
2: up as the disney version of twin peaks that's where i would go
3: oh my goodness that's exactly what i was gonna call it i was oh there you go (laughs) i was gonna go to some effort to think of a nickname for it to express to you exactly how bad it was but then i realized by thinking about it for more than 30 seconds i would be working harder on it than literally anyone involved in this catastrophe
0: it's got that network tv veneer where everyone regardless of what job they do it just looks like they've stepped out of a stepped off a runway or some sort of, you know, perfect people magazine. Because there's no way in the in anywhere else but network American TV would these would Ryan Philippi own a private detective agency with his ex-wife Copper who looks gorgeous and his and his girlies an affair with is also part-time model. It's so network television that nobody looks like a natural person or a person you'd bump into on
3: the street. To my mind, it's basically a hallmark movie that you would catch on Channel 5 in the afternoon uh, filled with catalogue models. They're not, I'm sorry, they're not actors, or if they are acting, they're not putting out for this programme. It's not worth their
2: effort. There are some people who've been good in other things. Brian Garrity, who played the truck driver, he was, I remember him in uh, The Hurt Locker. And, you know, there are more actual actors in this.
3: (laughs) Which makes me angrier still that they just went. Yeah, I'll do this. Why? <laughs> you can do better. We've literally seen you do better.
0: And also, the girls who go missing—they're just like ABC have recast the two sisters from Modern Family. There's the mm-hmm. the blonde ditzy one who's travelling with her younger sister to um, to meet up with her boyfriend. But you know that the younger sister's got a bit more about her because
2: she wears glasses, and well, you think, oh, uh, she's... Luke, they actually told you that in yeah. there was a line where she says i got the boobs and the bum and you got the common sense oh, they yeah. literally oh, told yeah. you their well, characters in a line yeah. of dialogue we have to talk about that fight scene between jenny and cassie as well that just
3: <laughs>
0: that was just stand watch. by while yeah, stand by you know, your man was playing yeah. as well
3: yeah in a bar with a band playing stand by your man as they like i mean to be fair it looked quite physical they mm. did do real damage to each other but mm, do you think that's him sort of writing feminism in big capital letters look women can be physical and fight too (laughs) and there's also
0: it's the first show i've ever watched and i know other american network shows are doing it where they reference the pandemic but also it doesn't Mm. interfere with them
2: yeah i was surprised at the end when they went to that diner and he said it's been closed due to the pandemic and i'm like really is is this where we are we are in 2020 here or 2021
0: It has a sense of place in as much as it's in Montana, but also it has no sense of place or time at all. It doesn't like you say, it doesn't feel like we're watching a contemporary piece of drama. The scene where John Carroll Lynch's character helps a guy who's stuck in the mud in his car was just awful. I didn't understand that at all. It was just awful and really clunky.
2: You know, every week we talk about this with you, Luke, and your thing with characters, but all the characters in this were awful and spoke to each other like you don't speak to people. You know, everyone basically just said how they felt
3: at all Mm.
2: times. And people don't do that. It
3: was so clunky. Every, Every word uttered was clunky. Can I just take you back to Ronald the baddie? who I think does look like Norman Bates, but scribbled on the back of a nap. Well, he's
2: meant to be Norman Bates, isn't he, before he killed his mother? Because <laughs> his, his mum's there berating him, telling him he's amounted to nothing. and He's
0: a disappointment
2: to yeah. her, and
3: yeah. Honestly, though, Sigmund Freud wouldn't think this guy was a bit much. Sorry, but I can't put you in my book, mate. No-one would believe it. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, yeah. he's taken to kidnapping women and tying them up in his truck. The sex worker, Jerry. Who actually says she knows she's not someone people fall in love with (laughs) Um, so we're gonna have a series of lingering shots of women being imprisoned and abused great because you don't get enough of that
0: everybody's absolutely right it's a very confused show and it was as if it had no cohesion to it it was otherworldly but not enough for you to just turn off your brain what a, I what
2: a don't, I don't really understand American ratings that well, Luke. But it's getting sort of between a 3.5 and a 4.14. So I don't know how good that is.
0: That means three and a half people and four <laughs> and a bit people. Are watching. I, no, I think that is, I think that is good in a world where American networks aren't being watched to the same degree of bums on seats at nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Or, whenever this is so I think that is relatively good
3: please kidnap them all Ronald so I never have to see any of these people ever again <laughs> it's quite a big truck you could get them all in the back
2: of it I the think.
3: whole village but yeah
2: I would say as well that the years have not been cru- kind to
3: we started our company girls who do interiors before we even
2: graduated design school and we turned to chase for business to build along with us they had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place and with the Chase Mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours.
1: Real customers compensated. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member of the IC. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing! Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar! Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be! Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.
2: I am Philippe. I, I, I thought his face looked a bit strange in this. Well,
0: go <laughs> Look who's talking, but yes, I, I get your point. Uh, do, do.
2: I was never oh. a teenage heartthrob. Well, you know, not in the same, not in the same that way. That
3: sounds like your autobiography. Yeah.
2: I was, <laughs> Matt Donnelly, I was never
0: a teenage heartthrob.
3: Do you think that you could use a taser on someone who's sitting in your lap? It seems scientifically improbable think, and quite I, dangerous. I think Luke's
2: probably tried that before, so let's, let's ask him. It's why Gary left the podcast
0: originally. <laughs> um, I don't know, to be honest. In fact, that was the only bit of stuff that was refreshing that he didn't, you know, because you'd expect him to have a gun or a. You know, mm. so this ta- taser was interesting because I've never really seen no. it used. But um, the fact that they just, after a while, they'd just wake up and they could untie themselves and stuff. I thought the only properly good scene was. The only tension field scene was the scene where. They girls get pigged off with the truck, get past him, and there is some pace there. But of course, yeah, there's so the nice horror movie element yeah, to it. Yeah, but there's the inevitability that obviously he's going to catch up to them at some point, and mm-hmm. that whole thing about the car dying—everything was just such a nothing was given much thought at all. It was just paint by numbers. I can see why something like this would be commissioned, but I don't know why somebody of his caliber would go. This is the sort of thing I want to do. A, it's a weird story, and B, it's just on network TV when all my other things have, like, have been on HBO. It just seems a bit of mm. a weird jumping-off point. But that is Big Sky. Next up is Gordon Ramsay's Bank Balance, uh, which I saw on Gogglebox last night. They found it more engaging than I did, but how did our game show fan, Matt, get on with it?
2: I do love a quiz. You know, I do like my chase and uh. Richard Osman's House of Games and and things like that of an evening. The University Challenge only connect Mastermind on a Monday night. But more quiz shows than game shows. You yeah. know, I do. This we, is we, a game.
0: This is, I suppose, this is the difference.
2: From yeah. The jumping off point. as it's a game as show. we know, quiz shows you sit down. Game shows you stand up. That
3: is <laughs> true. I've never thought of that.
2: That's uh, yeah. Anyway,
3: um, what yeah. As the, you say, what
2: about this... the hit list though.
0: They stand up on that and pointless. Mm,
2: but there are some deviations to that because I always think about pointless because they stand up on that as well. That was what someone said when we went to that quiz show panel at Edinburgh. I remember that was and that wasn't my fortunes. old tunes, not, not my words. <laughs> but the chase is weird because they sit down, then stand up, then sit back down again. Anyway, um, <laughs> I feel we've
3: That's just
0: to prevent deep vein thrombosis when they're
3: recording. Like my deep boy band. It's like reverse
2: Westlife. Like West, like Westlife on a on a on a key change. Anyway, <laughs> so Gordon Ramsay's bank balance, as Luke says, is on for three weeks, uh, three nights a week. Can you tell they haven't got much in the in the, in the can on BBC? Mm-hmm. Duos come on with the chance to win a hundred thousand pounds. There is a, a structure with twelve zones and each zone needs a certain number of blocks on it there are golden blocks which relate to certain amounts of money and there are also silver blocks which don't relate to any money but will help you balance this structure and the aim of the game basically is to keep all your blocks on the structure by answering questions if you answer a question wrong you have to put more blocks on as well that's about it really And the questions are more—you have to name a certain amount of something as well, rather than sort of you know question and answer. But it's basically televised Jenga, really, isn't it? Yes. Is when we watch it. When will this structure fall over? I will say, in its defence, that the the brother and sister who were the primary contestants on this first episode toby and tosin were probably the most compelling characters i watched in any of the shows this week
3: (laughs) they definitely had spades more personality than gordon did it was like gordon had to warm up to sort of Mm. you know speaking like a human being and not a robot but they, i would say in with loads of character
2: watching a lot of quiz shows as i do it's harder than people think to be that anchor and be that quiz show host and have a certain personality about you, and Gordon has come into this playing Gordon Ramsay, but toned down for a BBC primetime audience.
0: Also, speaking so of thinking of audiences, he hasn't got one either because of the the world we're living in. So it's just really him, them, and the crew in the room. So that mm. adds to the lack of atmosphere, by lack of a better phrase. You, and also, a
3: of, and I think that's quite generous because I was going to refer to it as either the Tardis control room. The bit in the Natural History Museum where you go up an escalator to learn about space, or an ancient temple to the vagina, because it didn't <laughs> look like a studio to me. <laughs> Presenting anything in a studio that looks like a studio is so I, 2019. I mean, Gordon Ramsay's
2: ancient temples to the vagina is a show in and of itself. So you know. That's his autobiography.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I got uh, million pound drop vibes from it, yes, or a thousand pound drop, or whatever the budget is at Channel 4 the these drop. days. The cube, the wall, and very, very number wang with the extra bonus bits that didn't make any sense and he had to keep explaining. It was, I felt it, like
0: it, nobody it, really, it, really understood the format. Well, it, it, I did, it, it, I just it, explained it, and, it to you very well. No, well. But I've, no, no, I felt like they didn't, and they kept <sighs> having to explain it not only to mm-hmm. us as the it, audience. But to the, yeah. the room and to the contestants it as well. It
2: did feel a bit like um, Bamboozle, you know, when Joey on Friends. Yeah,
0: although I got, got really into coach. that. I got into that. I was listening to, to Bank <laughs> Balance and Bamboozle.
2: Uh, to me, it felt like a, a game show that you would get ar- around the breaks on the National Lottery, like an In It to Win It or something yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> when's mystic Meg gonna pop up she's in the celebrity specials we don't know yet uh, what i would say just give my two pennies on this i agree what you say about toby and tosin being the most energetic lively people we watched on tv all this week that didn't mean i didn't really really hate them from the moment they stepped on the screen because they were just really frustrating and you could tell that Gordon Ramsay was out of his depth and had no mm. interest in them whatsoever.
3: He and sorry, Luke, to put, He spent five to put minutes talking down. about their clothes. He spent clothes. Uh, the first five minutes talking about their clothes and whether they were going out. Oh yeah, that was weird. Um, he was really I, trying to work up a rapport, like he'd been told to do, but he just he found it so difficult at the beginning.
0: But I just I just felt that it was all a bit too try hard, and Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I I maybe I'm. The odd one out here, but when he's in the correct environment, like the old kitchen nightmares from years ago, and even to a, to a lesser extent, the the new incarnation where he's going around with Gino De Campo and Fred Syria, I think he is an interesting TV presence and can be, but he's not a game show host, and no. he's not he's not comfortable, and he's just too aware that it's Gordon Ramsay. He he showed very little interest in particularly Toby and and Tosin, he was sort of watching them aghast at some of the daft things they would say, like, who's the Mexican guy of Forty Towers, etc. It was was just a bit excruciating, and I kept looking at the time code on BBC previews, thinking, when's this going to end? And then, of course, because it's on over three nights, that one didn't even really end on a cliffhanger. It didn't end on whether they're going to win 100,000 or not. It just sort of came to its natural end and i don't know what the thinking is of playing this over three nights it doesn't have a particular hook to me yeah I'm it doesn't something. feel
3: like millionaires and that's clearly what they're trying to do um uh, basically I, poor old gordon is a is a failed chef presenting prime time tv in a pandemic you know it's, he's out of place and he shouldn't be there you know you
2: know, you were saying that you do like him, but he has become a parody of himself. And Well, I,
3: that's, I, that's the
2: problem, isn't it? You know, I, I do struggle with him now. He's, his face is all rubbery as well. You know, he's obviously <laughs> got a bit of the old Botox going on. What we're all dancing around here a little bit is that you need a certain empathy and a certain, you know... I think Bradley Walsh does it best on the chase. You know, that he's invested in everyone that is on that show, that he'll have a conversation with them, that he'll you know, root them on against the chaser in each... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you have to genuinely seem He's interested. He's excited in about sense.
0: the show, isn't he? And even I he... think,
2: you know clocks and on on millionaire you know he had a bit of a you know a rocky start but actually he's sort of found his feet on that now a little bit more but i can't see gordon doing the same and finding that transition into into game show hosts. he just as you say he asked them the sort of routine questions you know what are you going to do with the money if you win anything you know what do you do what you, that, that sort of thing really but he just did not seem interested at all and it's like you know as you said sarah it's, he's just wanting something to do One of his restaurants are open. It's like... Uh, but yeah, no, there was... There, and, and and as you said, there was no hook to come back. I did not find myself... Even though there's, there's you know, nothing on at all, didn't find myself wanting to come back on Thursday night to see what had happened. He's um, not been as good
3: as Danny Dyer. And I always thought that Danny Dyer was a strange choice for the wall. But if you did watch that, and I, I watched it occasionally... Because he's such a good actor, I I believed that he cared about those people and it was all very tense, you know, because he can act his way out of a paper bag. But, you know... BBC don't
0: trust him to read his own questions. He has to have Angela Rippon do it. (laughs)
3: Yeah, he's there for the tension and for the glamour. He's not there for the actual, you know, tedious part of being... Again, Sarah, I do think he has got that
2: level of, you know, caring about people and being on their side... You know, Danny Dyer has as well, you know.
3: Gordon Ramsay has built a career out of just shouting at people yeah, and being horrible. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, the, the people on that show were definitely idiot sandwiches. I don't
2: know if you saw the trailer for it, but it was all, all about him. It's like, I promise not to swear. I promise not to shout. I promise not to... It's like, you know, you know these things that I do. Will I do them on a game show? Come and find out. He's had this huge TV career... None of it at the BBC. And he comes to the BBC and does this. Mm.
0: It's it's truly bizarre. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, because he's
2: mainly Channel 4 and ITV, isn't he?
0: And um, National Geographic Channel.
2: Oh, with the... Yeah, I quite like those shows, actually, where he cooks in the Congo and things.
0: (laughs) What was it called? Uncharted Territory or
2: something. Yeah, Beyond Borders or something. But
0: no one one can fly, so he has to do bank balance. Exactly. (laughs) god okay and i've had it on good authority from the twitter folk that i uh hang out with on twitter that even as as late as uh, last week they're still filming this so i think the bbc have got faith in it and they they put their faith in the wall and that seems to have somehow paid off i don't know what about i don't know how people feel about the wheel what i didn't expect coming in or out of a pandemic was how many just random celebrities would be hosting quizzes and weird game shows.
2: I didn't mind the wheel (laughs) I have to say. It was harmless fun. It's Michael McIntyre doing his shtick and you know, and there was different celebrities on it every week, so it never got old. I think that that was the thing with the wheel that you just got it's a bit of harmless fun and and Michael McIntyre can do that stuff quite well and interacts with the public. Yeah, quite it's, well. the,
3: it's the quiz master with personality again. Yeah. Isn't it? So
0: far, we've loved the shows this week, but if we've whetted your appetite for Bank Balance, it's on three days a week Wednesday, Thursday. No, is that right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? No, Wednesday,
2: Wednesday Thursday, Thursday, Friday. You're right the first Wednesday,
0: time. Yeah, I, sorry. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, BBC One, nine o'clock, Gordon Ramsay's Bank Balance. Uh, Next up is a Sky Atlantic drama that aired back in November on Showtime in the US. This is called Your Honour. It comes from the respected pen of British writer Peter Moffat, who did um, Criminal Justice on the BBC, uh, Silk with Maxine Peake and Rupert penry jones which the three of us loved back in its tenure. And he's teamed up with two of our favourite producers, Robert and Michelle King of The Good Wife, to bring us this called Your Honor. It's a 10-part mini-series starring Brian Cranston as a judge, w- wanna say this is Brian Cranston's first leading role since leaving TV and with the legacy of Breaking Bad behind him. What does he do next? The answer is this, he plays a judge in New Orleans. He's respected, he's called Michael Diziato. We meet him while he's sort of overseeing a case. And while that's going on, his son Adam, uh, who suffers from asthma, is driving in his car and runs over uh, a guy on a moped and kills him because he's having an asthma attack at the wheel. He can't reach his inhaler and uh, that's why the accident occurs. And there's quite a brutal scene with uh, Adam trying to wrestle with what he should do, should he help this young man who's a teenager like himself. He does ring the police, but then chickens out and has another asthma attack and is waiting for his inhaler. It's important to know, to know that it's just Michael and Adam in the house now. Uh, his, they've lost their mother a few years back, and it starts with Adam and uh, Michael both visiting her grave and putting flowers down at the site of her um her death, but we don't know by watching this first episode what actually happened to her. He confides in his father, and just when he they decide the right thing to do is to go to the police, um, Brian Cranston's character goes into the police station to chat to some people he knows, to bring his son in for questioning, to explain the awful incident that he's been a part of, and then he realises that the young boy is actually the son of a big... Criminal within the community that he knows really well, and he all of a sudden has an about face and thinks, I've got to keep this quiet because this guy is.
1: Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.
0: And it will wreck Adam's life. It will wreck my family life. And we'll never hear the end of it. So it's best for all of us. If if I stay quiet. Cards on the table. You know I'm a massive Brian Cranston fan. You know I bang on about Breaking Bad at every opportunity. You know I love The Good Wife. You know I love Silk, Criminal Justice. This had me, on paper at least, written all over it. It's a show for me. It's got every ingredient that I like. It's a sort of a dream team scenario. Uh, and and confession, I did watch this first episode again for the podcast. When I knew it was coming on Sky Atlantic but I also watched it back in November when I could access it in the States because I was so keen to see what was so good to bring Brian Cranston back to TV after all those years away. The truth is, and we've alluded to it all already kind of thanks to Toby and Tosin and Matt's absolutely right, is that I enjoyed that first episode. There was a lot of action in it. There was a lot. The scene where... The guy's run over is really, really unexpected, and really, really violent and brutal. And there's a scene where he's literally it, sucking... sorry to sorry to cut you off, but you yeah. you felt it was unexpected. The way the way it, it, they, happened, they... The, way it ha- the way it happened was I unexpected. knew it was coming. Did you of not? You, yes, of course I knew it was coming. Yeah, because I knew but, that was the premise of the show, no, and also that I... they Could... just shown you no. the.
2: Yeah, the exactly. They've so. shown you this young seventeen-year-old going off on his moped. Yeah. You've seen this, this this lad atmosphere. fumbling around for his his inhaler in the car. Yeah. You know yeah. you he's going to hit him with his car. I don't see yeah, what. Of
0: course, no, there, and I knew that going in anyway because it was yeah. uh, that was yeah, so Why are you saying? Sure. Why are you using the but word it, unexpected? But it, was, it was unexpected the way it happened because it was just quick and violent and aggressive, mm-hmm. and you know you didn't. You know it wasn't a cut to him driving on the moped, t- cut back to him... Sud- sudden, like, I suppose, sudden, not yes. expected. A sudden impact. Yeah. And there's a scene afterwards where, as I say, he's wrestling with the right thing to do and he's actually removing blood from his mouth and I'd never seen anything quite like that on TV before. The problem comes later on, or no, quite early on actually, I think, thank you to is it, is that, as always, in drama today, it does no world building at all we're just thrust into this situation and there is no one to care about nobody to root for we don't know who anybody is we don't know this world that we've been plunged into and ultimately as interesting as a couple of those sequences were i left it completely numb i've got the rest of the episodes if i want to watch them i've had them since november and i've had no desire to go back to it i was just really disappointed because it's just it's probably if I weren't looking at it through a critical light, it's probably a perfectly acceptable ten-part thriller that's going to go from see these people go from bad to worse to bad to worse. But what these shows forget when they're trying to when they're trying to sort of do the Sopranos or Breaking Bad or The Americans or emulate the best shows on television is they forget the importance of character and knowing who these people are before they get themselves into a mess. And I was just bamboozled by it all I thought why would somebody like Brian Cranston who could potentially pick anything why would he pick this sort of airport thriller that is nothing special and I, I just found it a bit boring and I had no desire to watch any more of it and I really didn't want to feel like
3: that and it's because think... they didn't they didn't do the work prior to it. No exactly. I think you're absolutely right about the characters because at the moment apart from Brian Cranston's serious sad face the other people are sort of like quite empty two-dimensional ciphers. They're all,
0: they're all it's all completely hollow. That's the shame of it.
3: I think you're wrong about the place. The place I think New Orleans acts as a character itself. I think it's gorgeous. I mean I'm a big fan of the place never been but I'd love to go. I think I thought the use of New Orleans was outstanding as a backdrop. What you know we need to do, itself. Sarah, you need
0: to apply to bank balance.
3: <laughs> I do. Don't know. I need the money you, to get over. There. You in £1,000. Because of course the the streets in the lower Ninth Ward are deserted for miles around because mm. so many blocks were were washed away in Hurricane Katrina and never rebuilt. There's whole communities uprooted and still missing. So that's why this sort of confrontation where the motorcyclist comes off really bad <laughs> just can happen else while there's the no one around there's no one in that sort of ghost town it, it felt kind of almost like a western to me um I, I i i know what you mean about you kind of knew that their inevitable meeting would be bad but there was no way that i thought it was going to be so visceral yeah. honestly it was like the guys from the walking dead had done the special effects for it i thought the first 20 minutes was an absolute masterpiece I couldn't believe all that happened before the credits. You know, I was gassed. That was
0: where the Good Wife people come in, because that's their job, isn't it, Matt? 18 minutes in, we show you the
2: title. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I just found this, as you say, and I think it was all a bit grey and a bit dull as well, like the colour palette in it for for the most part. You know, we talk, when we talked about Bloodlands last week, it, it, it reminded me of that in terms of the way it was shot and it was all very dour and 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 serious and and you know you said you don't really know much about the characters i think you do baseline you know the one scene you saw with with um michael in the courtroom where he's this pioneering dude you know he's basically saying to a copper who's giving a statement on the stand you're lying i know you're lying let's get this you know this mother of four off this charge of possession and and Crack on, sort of thing. You know, he's a he's a he's a good decent man, um, who is now going to cover up a murder because the the victim is the son of a of a well connected mob boss. And and there's people in this as well, like as you say, Brian Cranston, obviously is an actor that's that's very well respected. There's also an actor called Michael Stahlberg who's playing the the mob boss Jimmy Baxter, who I really like. But in this, it seems like his character is going to be very two dimensional. You know. Organized crime boss, also uh, Clay Davis from The Wire, playing a dodgy politician. Bit yeah, of typecasting, Mar- maybe.
0: Mar- Mar- Margot Martindale turns up later on. I have it on good authority. Right. Okay. What I was going to say. Go on. Talk, sorry, I
2: was go just going to say. I mean, as you say, there's there is very little because there's things like you know, and I I don't know if I'm just being a bit dim, but was there an element of backstory to the 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 people that he. You know, there was those people that were following him when he was putting flowers down the sun.
0: I'm assuming, although I, I don't know any more than you, the implication to me felt like his mother died in a bad neighbourhood, maybe. And mm. they didn't like the
3: That's what I thought.
2: I got... okay. yeah.
3: Right. In the wrong place at the wrong time vibes. Yeah. I, I right,
2: OK. There wasn't more Simply to those to characters.
3: There's, there's haves and haves not in, in this city. Mm. you know. I don't think there was anything more to it, but there could be unlikely but I, yeah
2: but i would say that they didn't make enough of new orleans as well i didn't feel like i got that that you did sarah of this is a you know the the, the character the place is a character in itself i didn't feel like i got that from really? this I yeah.
3: it was, I, it's really well used especially that yeah. amazing overhead shot as brian Canson's character is jogging through the cemetery i thought that was absolutely yeah. gorgeous
2: but i you know i'm certainly with you luke in terms of there wasn't a lot going on here and they, d- they wasn't, didn't do it an- was
0: enough going on enough. but you just didn't care about any of it and that's the but problem at the
2: end of i the think show. this is the bigger the bigger picture is that people aren't thinking now one episode done tv is it, it, it's a 10 episode story i'm gonna watch all 10 episodes and you know we have this big debate about that's not how tv should be and but it, all episodes are available, I believe, already on, on the are, Because
0: they've all Skype. ended in the States and they've held on yeah. to it and now they can watch it all. I, the only thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'll let Sarah give her two pennies, about what she thought after those first 20 minutes, was that I'm not very good when a character says about another character, "Oh, he's dangerous, when all we've seen him do is buy a, buy a motorbike for his son. You know i shouldn't I should be able to sense from the performance or from an actor you know how dangerous those people are. I know Matt's never seen Breaking Bad, but there's and it's unfair to compare the two, but there are some really great villains in there who who aren't on the face of it villains, but you just have this sense that they're dangerous and you don't cross them. But with this, I just felt like, oh, he's dangerous. We don't want to go anywhere near him. bit like the old Phil Mitchell thing, really, in EastEnders. He's a villain, but we're not going to tell you what he does or what he gets up to or why. Just don't go anywhere near him. He'll wreck your life. Show me how dangerous he can be prior. But for somebody who just lives in a nice house and buys his son a motorbike, I don't believe that what happened in the first 20 minutes... Couldn't have happened in the last twenty minutes of the show, and I'd have been more engaged perhaps if I'd learnt more about the world these two characters inhabit. Instead, I was just plunged into it with no prior knowledge, and so when I learnt that Rocco's dad was dangerous, it didn't have any meaning to me because I didn't know that prior to what you know. If I'd I I get him, what you're God, saying. if, they... if going, oh my God, he's knocked off the. The bike, this mob boss's son oh he's never going to be able to live that down what's that how's that going to go but I didn't know we didn't know that going in how did you feel after the 20 minutes you said the first 20 minutes were good and I'd agree with you did you feel like us did it sort of fall apart yeah I,
3: I wasn't sure I could be that bothered about Adam like will he see this through do I care enough not sure um and I, I wondered whether this might be the point at which you finally throw me off this podcast which I think you threaten every time I come. Yeah um, my favorite bit. I don't really I don't really know Brian Cranston's work. I know that he's an amazing actor but I can't say that I've ever watched um Breaking Bad or you know anything that's associated you with know, all, all of these things that you said um at the start of the show to sort of you know as a mark of quality of this programme, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm aware of all these things, but I've never actually properly watched them. <laughs> mm. To my mind, Brian Cranston seems to be pigeonholed as the good guy doing bad things for his family. That's pretty much his yeah. job as an it's actor. It's
0: unfortunate because he hasn't done any TV since Breaking Bad. He's done a lot of different films. Fair enough, I've not seen a lot of them. And it seems unfortunate that the first thing he chooses to lead is a man forced into circumstances he's not comfortable with to protect his family i mean it's nowhere nowhere near the quality of the writing or the performance but there are there are definitely themes you could pick out and say mm. he's just doing this to protect his family and stuff so that
3: that is a shame um I, I mean he he looks like a brilliant judge like he's got that sort of house md kind of style to him you know he's He's good and he's thorough and he's engaging and he puts on a show as well. But he, See, I, I don't think, I've, I've, I don't think I've, he's paying attention because the forensic evidence is everywhere. And they do, both of them, between them, do such a half-assed job of trying to you know, make sure that this and crime can be connected to them. You said they did such a good job with those 20 minutes, but it was so
2: heavy-handed every time the camera showed you mm. all the, you know, the CCTV at the gas station is picking up his car. Oh, here's this, you know, this homeless man cleaning his windows. you pulling alongside his car, this, yeah. the, this is all the evidence that will be picked up throughout the rest of the Even series. Even his
0: dog's trying to dob him in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the asthma inhaler as well left. Like, by the crime scene. Exactly. (laughs) Which, in this country, has your name and address on it, doesn't it, from the pharmacy?
0: (laughs) I also feel a bit cheated because we know that Peter Moffat and the Kings come from a law background. Just to show about Brian Cranston as a judge, who's Mm. a bit corrupt on the side, would be enough for me.
2: Just a procedural, what I would
3: like. (laughs) Yeah, no, the courtroom, like, scene was brilliant. I was like, oh, great. you know i could get into the swing of this you know show me how he 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 looks after his you know citizens and how he his own brand of justice you know show me this because it's really cool i I enjoyed it
0: and perhaps he's a bit corrupt on the side and that's your backstory or your b story or
2: his thing yeah the thing with the put the the political aspect of you know with isaiah whitlock junior's character that could be
3: Yeah, Clay Davis turns up as Clay Davis. So, you know, my, (laughs) my spidey senses were tingling. So I felt a bit
0: cheated there, if I'm honest.
3: Mm, yeah, so no, had, you're right.
2: You're right. right. And I would just say to you, Sarah, you know, I, I've not watched Breaking Bad either, but I loved Brian Cranston in Malcolm in the Middle. I thought, yeah. you know, he's... he's <laughs> that's
0: the performance Matt not knows I,
3: I know, I'm but Was there a later series of Malcolm in the Middle where, like, something tragic happened and he had no, to we, look after his no. family but in, like, extreme violent circumstances? Because I never saw that
2: series. No, it was, it was such a surreal, like, it was a comic book performance but there was a tragedy to you know he was aged, browbeaten dad of five boys and it was just it was his performance in that he would often have his own stories which would just go into sort of flights of fantasy and actually you know i think he is more than just the guy who played walter white and as you know you oh, said like you've not you've not seen any of his films but he has had he, he plays a lot of authority figures on films that seems to be his main you know on Detra to an extent you know he was in Argo I think was probably his biggest film role post Breaking Bad but this is just it, it's something and nothing really as you say if they had had the exciting scene at the end rather than at the beginning but again there's that sense of oh we'll lose the audience if we don't do something straight away
3: yeah that that fashion for the thing that Luke and I hate most of all. Two days. You know, it, it, it it did feel happen, a bit it might happen a bit quicker than you imagine when we talk about put, the next show actually. Put the action at the start and then you will people will be gripped and I must say that I was. But I was very I was watching it while I was eating my lunch one day. Fortunately I wasn't eating tomato soup. <laughs> um, also <laughs> I just wanted to pull you guys up on a detail that I bet you didn't notice. Um and you know I'm here with my feminist vibes to sort of, you know, skew the podcast towards um, girl voices and girl stories. So Adam, despite him being a weedy, skinny little asthmatic, bless him, seems to be doing all right in the love life department. So a very attractive girl leaves his bedroom. She herself is carrying a motorcycle helmet. Um, She gets dressed by putting on a dress. Mm. Her bag (laughs) leaves. She's got no knickers on. I'm sorry, are I, you going to be riding a scooter I, with no knickers I did on? notice <laughs> that, but I didn't know how to bring that up. Sarah,
2: <laughs> I, having, it, again, but... looked at the Wikipedia, I can tell you that that character is actually his teacher that he's having oh, an no. affair with. <laughs>
3: what? Oh, see, look, she's become more interesting, and we didn't <laughs> know this the, in episode one. That's but she, doesn't, she looked
2: younger than him.
3: <laughs> she did. And more oh, worryingly yeah. to me, though, was there's a significant risk of no women in the writer's room. Mm. And yes. what uh, and what she said? Because
2: she said see you at school, didn't she? But I think oh ho ho, that's we'll find out maybe in episode two uh, that she's it, actually his she teacher.
3: Someone in his class, not someone in charge of his class.
2: Mm.
3: <laughs> it's more of a more of a sort of like um, one of those safety adverts for wearing proper protected clothing when on a motorbike or a scooter. At least Rocco was wearing pants.
0: Yeah, well as far well, as we know, not that they did it really <laughs> good in alone long run. There's no women in the writer's room. I don't think there was. I think it is just Peter Moffat. But he can write Martha Costello, Maxine Peake in Silk, one of my favourite female characters on the BBC drama, still, with one of my favourite character names in the BBC drama still. So he can write interesting female characters. And I don't know, because I've only seen this first one, I don't know if Margot Martindale comes in and is that interesting female character. But you're absolutely right. In that first one...
3: I might watch the next two. Then again, I might leave it like you, Luke, and just put it on the round to it list. Um, yeah. my, I had a quick look on what people were saying about it on Twitter, and they were saying that basically it's Brian Cranston doing something that we've all seen before. Mm, um, also, that it's unremittingly grim, which might not make it an entirely healthy box set choice for our unsettling times. I mean, I am intrigued, but I don't know if I'm intrigued enough, you know?
0: I was just woefully disappointed. It's another example of everything seeming right on paper. Everybody I respect and like, both in front of and behind the camera, but just the end result being a really disappointing show. And it's happening more and more, you know. So The Your Honor is available as a box set on Now TV and Sky and airs every Tuesday at 9 o'clock on Sky Atlantic. Right, finally, because Sarah's on, we've got to have a foreign drama so BBC4 have kindly sent us uh,
3: The Man in Room 301. This is a drama from Finland, um, which I'm less familiar with. The Nordic countries, usually it's Denmark and Sweden yeah. and Norway. And I think it's think it's, it's
2: a Nordic country, is it? It's in Scandinavia, but they don't see themselves North as Nordic.
3: Street. You can tell it's a Nordic country because a lot of the drama um, happens at Midsummer. So, they're having their special midsummer um, national holiday celebrations at the lake house. I think everybody. And there's a lot of trees. Everybody of means in Scandinavia has a lake house and a boat. It's very important. Um, So, this is the goings on of the Curtis family, Um, annoyingly, as we have said many times before, bouncing around timelines between 2007 to events taking place in Finland and Greece in 2019. Um, So, the. Cute little toddler of the family is called Tommy, um, who it seems, and we we do not know whether this is true or not. Um, he is shot and killed by a local troubled teenager, Elias. Uh, Twelve years later, the family are receiving what seems to be mysterious letters taunting them about the death. So Elias is a very distinctive-looking, skinny ginger kid, and the family, especially the grandfather just seem to end up with a paranoia about all ginger people in Finland. So I don't know how many like ginger that. people are in Finland. And Greece. Instead of every single one. And Greece as well, yeah. But the problem for me initially was my summary there that I gave you, actually putting all that information all together in one cohesive statement takes the viewer quite some detective work over two episodes. Mm. This isn't right. I shouldn't be working this hard to follow the story, work out people's names and relationships to each other. I would actually appreciate some big sky clunky exposition at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, hands up. Uh, I've got to come clean. I feel I'm amongst friends and Matt and say that I really, really struggled with this to the point where I thought, Either I'm not concentrating or it's a side effect of the vaccine or I'm, or I'm just not on board with this. But I couldn't get on with it at all. I couldn't figure out who knew who, who those people knew and who was important and wh- what age they would have been when the young boy was killed and what relationship he, he has and so on. I could not tell you what was going on.
3: For the first 10 minutes, it was just a series of various men who may or may not be related to each other walking around. <laughs> Yeah, staring into in middle cottage. distance. Yeah. Oh, very meaningful looks over lakes. That that is definitely what. Well, maybe that's what they should have called it.
2: <laughs> how I did this was for some reason I watched the first ten minutes, put it down for two days, came back to it.
3: <laughs> that's how <laughs>
2: no TV should minutes. be viewed. You're right. You don't know the connect. You know, you see the the father of the the, the young toddler who's died meeting up with his dad and uh, but you don't know their connection. They're estranged. And then you see the the other brother, you know, with his son in the present day and you don't know how they're connected. But I think as it goes on and as you learn those connections, I did become more invested in it as much as it being like a bit of a airport thriller, you know, the airport novel, ridiculous, but enjoyable. That's how I found it after the two episodes because everyone was really paranoid about everyone else. Everyone seemed to be having affairs with everyone else. I just got taken by the story. Uh, that's that's how I found it anyway. So I, I must have enjoyed this more than you two did. I found, I, to no use Sarah's
0: doubt. phrase, I found it really hard work. I, I did, must to begin watch with. it beca- because Sarah and Matt are going to watch it and I don't want to be the one who says I couldn't do it. I couldn't relax. I found it too much hard work.
2: It reminded me of, and I don't know if you saw this, Sarah, the Spanish drama from a few years ago, I Know Who You Are. Did you watch that ever?
3: I did start that one, yeah.
2: Yeah, um, and I
3: re- that
2: was ridiculous as well, but I did I did quite like that. And this is um, only six episodes, so it's it seems quite open and shut. Interestingly written by Kate Ashfield, the British actress from... Shaun of the Dead and and other things like that. I know she did Born to Kill didn't she Luke a few years ago yeah. on Channel yeah. Four. You know if this if this was in in English I think it would be ridiculed more. But I I I think our discussion last week in terms of the you know it was rubbish but I kept watching it. I think this is that prime example of that really. You know at its core it is ridiculous. It's one of those very sort of open and shut psychological. Dramas for me. I don't know how. Did we all get to the end of episode two?
3: Yes, I did. I pushed myself and I got to the end of episode two.
2: <laughs> and, and Luke?
0: No, I have to confess, I didn't because no. I just I I couldn't.
3: It was a struggle to get back to it. I wouldn't have done episode two if I wasn't discussing it with no. you. Guys.
2: You see, I d- yeah, it was obviously just the mood I was in. Obviously, I I, d- I just was taken by the whole, you know family you know that that the other brother was the dad to the child who died and and all those little plot contrivances that really works for me you know it's one where I've got my sort of theories about who people actually are and and yeah after two episodes I am into it even though objectionately it isn't a it isn't a good story you know a good drama but it's got a good story
3: their family tree is just going to be a series of scribbles Mm.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because I think, like, they're half-brothers and the half-brother is dad to the other brother's youngest child who died. See, so have and...
0: already lost me, you see. The... That yeah. isn't that? Extremely... But as
2: Sarah said, it takes a- an episode and a half when they're all round that table having that meal for all this to come name. out.
3: I didn't even learn the other brother's name until the start of uh, episode two. And I-, I find that really annoying. Like, I know... People don't address each other by their name all the time. Um, in real life, Matthew and Luke. OK, <laughs> but is, Yes, helpful. they do, Sarah. <laughs> it's really helpful in a TV show when you actually do want to know the name of the characters. Yeah. Um, can I just mention one thing about the family going off for their Greek holiday? Um, so the grandad has managed to convince himself that one of the guys in the hotel is actually Elias, all grown up. He's calling the, himself the, Leo. the
2: titular man in room three hundred one. We is... right. ah.
3: should say. So Callie, the the young cousin of Tommy who died, he complains his family are being op- overprotective because of his dead cousin. So Leo and his girlfriend invite a child that they've met for thirty seconds to go on an excursion with them, and it's rock climbing. And Callie's mum is, fine, fine, off, off you pop with some strangers that I've never met before. Let's go and do something dangerous. Just baffling to me. Really strange. I mean, I you know I haven't got any children of my own, but I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be letting them just wander off with any old stranger just because he happens to speak the same language. As,
2: yeah. And as we learn, this is a woman who's gone off on ho- a Greek holiday with a guy she met on Tinder two weeks
3: ago. <laughs> that was the only
0: believable thing I mean, about
3: it. I mean, it's oh. not everybody's lockdown dream.
0: If it was up to me, it would go in room one hundred and one. I just found it completely sort of banal oh. and and messy. And like, I, don't I don't think it was messy, last, but it the took. The last time it I took... had to work this hard, I can't remember.
2: Yeah, honestly. it took too long to get to the point, and I would agree with you there. But as it went on, and certainly into that second episode, I was thinking. I'm actually enjoying this. Mm. <laughs> as silly as it is, I'm I am really enjoying
3: this. Of did, I was not bothered. It made me want to go back and dig out my DVDs of The Legacy, you know, the Danish drama mm. from 2014. Yeah,
2: see, I never watched that.
3: Oh, With confidence, I can tell you
2: that this is not nearly in the same no, league. Pr- it probably but And it's got those soapy elements to it as well, which, it, again, ridiculous, but I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> And, and, and Luke, I have to do a bit of, you know, obvious gags that I, I am surprised that you didn't finish this one.
3: Oh. oh
2: God. Come on.
3: I'm giving you a standing ovation. You can't see, but I am. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't hear it either. But <laughs> <laughs> Not TV's finest week is what we're basically saying.
2: I think the discussion we were having last week when we were, uh, you know, people saying, oh, behind our eyes... Was ridiculous fun. I didn't see that at all because there was it, it just didn't make it didn't hang together at all, and I couldn't tell you what it was about. I could tell you by the end of this first episode what this was about at least. I feel you know, like we
0: would promoted that show twice now. We have, yeah. Times. But
2: this would be a prime example of ridiculous fun drama that isn't a good drama, but it's it's fun and and you know. I, I could see why people said that about the drowning as well. You know, the, those are, are dramas that are really melodramatic. Have got performances that are way over the top, and the story is is ridiculous. But it's some it's it's just it's a fun watch.
0: The thing is, though, I I, I still don't know. I was thinking about this far more than I should do, and I I know why I didn't like Your Honour, but it's funny how that never tips over into what you've just described which is it's not to be taken seriously it's pulpy it's fun mm. i think your honor just took itself way too seriously oh yeah it did it decided did. that that this is all really everything that happens is really crucial and important and serious and detrimental to all the characters and it it that's where perhaps it went wrong I don't know. Yeah, I don't think but... what it says
3: about me, but Your Honor is the one show that we've watched this week that I'm fairly likely to go back to and watch the second episode.
0: I think it might make you angry personally. Are like there an any more
3: horrific one. horrific traffic accidents to look forward to? No, that's the only traffic accident <laughs> I mean
2: do, do you get a resolution to the girl driving back with no knickers on? That's <laughs> is a nice she parent.
3: okay? Has chasing chafing? No. Does she need Vaseline? No. Oh god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway that is the podcast this week thank you as over for joining us you can subscribe in all the usual places uh um, custard is the website custard tv pod is the twitter i'm on twitter at luke custard tv matt's on twitter at matt's tv bites and sarah you are on twitter and you have your own tv site as well
3: that's right yeah i'm on twitter at sarah Hamstara. Um, and my um, site is deadpixeltest.tv. Um, and this evening, I'm going to turn my brain off and go and watch Series 5 of Poldark.
0: <laughs> some,
3: somebody's got Again, so, you know, I don't know what that so about me, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. I, I, <laughs> I'd I like to been... think my quality control for TV is fairly high, but some of these yeah. programmes just sneak into my heart.
0: And none of these did this week, unfortunately, though. Okay, we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. Like us, review us wherever you find us. Just help us raise the profile of the podcast for us. Thank you, and goodbye.
2: Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes, and Facebook.
1: Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Ready Whip Whipped Cream, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dan and Danimals Drinks, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, and 7-Up to earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details.